today's daf is daf mem gimel. Today's shir is leilu nishmas Yitzchak Yeshua ben Shaul. Yeshua Yitzchak ben Shaul Reuven Halevi. May the Shem have an aliyah and may memory have a blessing. Um, the, uh, so the Mishnah starts Hamudar Hanomai Chavera Lo Yishalenu Velo Yishal Mimenu. If someone takes a vow against benefit from his friend. Lord, he's not allowed to lend to him and he's not allowed to borrow from him. He's not allowed to, again, lend to him and he's not allowed to borrow from him. What's the difference between Sha'ela and Havor? They both say in English, I think we only have one word, lend and borrow. It doesn't matter what you're lending or borrowing. In Hebrew, there are two words. There's um, she'ela, that's when you borrow an item that you're going to give that item back. So can I borrow your car, can I borrow your book, can I borrow your bicycle, that? can I borrow your uh, serving dishes, that you're going to give the item back, that's she'ela, where you're going to give a different item back, like can I borrow 10,000 rand, I'm not going to, when you give me the notes, I'm not going to go put them somewhere and then a few days later, a few months later, come and give you those so notes. I'm going to give you 10,000 rand, but not the same amount. It would be the same thing, food. Got a lot of business, you, uh, you go to your neighbors, can I borrow a thing of eggs? You're not going to give them those same eggs back. You're going to use those eggs and give them. So that's the difference between Sha'ila and Alba. Um, I remember it the first time I came across it as I was learning Hills of Tzitzis. And it says if you, the borrowing of Tzitzis strings is Alba. Sha'ila Tzitzis I can't hear and say, oh, those are beautiful the strings you got. Uh, can I borrow them? I don't mean, can I borrow them, tie them on my tzitzis, and then tomorrow I'll untie them and give them back. I mean, can I borrow them? I have them, tie them on my strings, and I'll go get you new ones. So that's, uh, again, the difference between a she'ela and halva. The one she'ela is borrowing the item that you're going to give back, and halva would be like with money. Um... You're not allowed to sell to him, and you're not allowed to buy from him. Now, there's slightly different curses and ways to learn it, but as far as I can see, they basically all come out fairly much the same thing. But our Mishnah is discussing now, it's a little bit of a new thing, what the vower, oh, this is how they're showing him that have our text in the Mishnah learn, is the vower allowed to do with the subject of the vow. Okay, up until here it's always is the person who's the subject of the vow allowed to pick his parashvias? Is the person who's the subject of the vow allowed to uh, heal the, the sick person? You know, all so mostly being from the perspective of the subject and now we're discussing this is how some explain it, we're discussing the one who took the, the one who's the vower. So what we're going to have to discuss in the Gomorrah, okay, so it makes sense. I'm, I'm allowed to get benefit from you, you're not allowed to get benefit from me. Makes a lot of sense that I can't lend you an item, but why can't I borrow from you? What advantage is that to you that it would be considered a hanar? And it would be the, so Sha'ila and Alvar would have that question. And similarly with the sale. So why can't I sell something to you. So the simple answer, and we touched on this uh, a while ago, remember there's different uh, different ways of uh, marking a product. You get product that is what's a zvina harifa. It is 
in huge demand. It's a sharp sale that's in huge demand. So buying that is a benefit. It's a huge demand and you're the one who gets it. <coughs> that's the benefit. There's this vinamitsia. Uh, regular demand. That's a benefit to both people. You know, you, um, that's a benefit to both uh, parties. And then the third level, if I remember correctly, the name was Zvinad Rami al a sale that's uh, thrown before him. I, it's, uh, it's a very low demand, and therefore the seller is the one who's gaining from the sale. So those that would, um, uh, you can see how exactly how they fit with the mission. I don't want to do that now, but that would explain either when or why Selling an art, well, yeah, let's actually fit it into the Mishnah. So let's say we're dealing with a Zvinah Kharifa, uh, a sharp sale, or something that's in high demand. Makes sense why the he can't sell to the subject of the vow because the seller is uh, getting benefit. But then again, why can't he buy from the subject of the vow? So that we'll have to see in the Gemara, the same reason why he can't borrow from the subject of the vow, he also wouldn't be allowed to buy from the subject of the vow. That's it. One second. And then, uh, um, and other Rishonim come along and say, no, we're dealing with this Vina Mitzia, which is uh, beneficial for both parties. Yes, Scammon, what's the example? We were selling that Friday, we were selling Benjuses for four and a half grand. Yeah. 360 were sold, and then people begged us to sell us with them more, but we couldn't. Yeah. So, because it was benefits, benefiting them, yeah. they could never so get So, but in the item that's sold, but when the, 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 the actual item, when you bought it for four and a half thousand rand, and a uh, seven thousand rand mattress, which is almost no market, the next thousand people bought them for seven thousand rand. But those people that bought for four and a half thousand scored two and a half thousand rand. Yeah. yeah. So then, then the seller is a benefit, because he said. So that's what Mervyn said. That's what Mervyn said. I don't, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can also debate a sale. Is that a regular? A sale is always a sale. No, no, uh, sorry, but I, say, I mean a discount. Mm. When you're buying at a discount, is that uh, that might you might be able to say, well, you normally sell them for seven thousand rand. This time you're selling them for four thousand rand. He is getting a benefit of three thousand. <coughs> Regardless, whereas if it's the normal price, and other of you really gain the normal price, that's what it goes at. It's, you know, you could argue maybe mattresses. There's so much competition, and it's low demand, so it's uh, so it's the seller's uh, gain. But oh yeah, you're right. There's a there is the the subtle analysis to go into. But the one says so It makes sense why you can't. Lend someone who can't get benefit to you because he's getting benefit. It's probably But why can't you borrow from him? What benefit is he getting? So now the next piece is very similar. I don't know if you know, in other Gemaras we have what's called a Vachitema. It suggests an answer and in the same phrase rejects it. So that's kind of what we're going to do here. It says, 
you could say maybe it makes sense you shouldn't borrow from him or buy from him to come his honey because he's getting benefit from you wait you we just said that borrowing or buying from is not giving him a benefit so what benefit are we speaking about here so variant says firstly just focus that it said your venue and think about what benefit are you getting when you do hava as opposed to shaila, because that's what it makes it. It says, Ella What sort of benefit are you giving him? So that's the uh, um, that, so so maybe you'll suggest the answer uh, answer that could work very well with borrowing and buying. To, again, I have to say what benefit is there from borrowing or buying when before we were so clear that there wasn't. But there's definitely no benefit from borrowing. Um, Sha'ila, that type of borrowing. So let's see. So buying an item, as we said, firstly it could be an item in low demand, could be products you need to move. So it's very easy to see why buying an item could be a benefit to the seller. And therefore the therefore um, you would not be allowed to buy an item from a shop from a shopkeeper you're not allowed to get benefit from. Um, Borrowing again. This is halvos, the one where you exchange. So there, they had the, the what was very practical to them is um, their coins. Remember, were the value of how much metal the coin was. So if you had a worn down coin, people were less likely to accept it. Old currency was literally less valuable. So often, you know, something in the shop for a for a zoos. So you pull out your zoos and you pay with it. But it's going to be hard. If that zoos is worn down, cracked or something, it's going to be harder to use it. So if I borrow money from you, I borrow 100 zoos. When I pay back 100 zoos, you might actually be getting benefit because I might be paying back with new zoos in. So that's one way of looking at it. I was thinking also just with us with currency. So you borrow, you know, someone borrows shekels and then they pay back in dollars. Or something, you know, that's more, uh, you, you've got to be very careful with ribis and uh, how do you calculate it and which do you go after the amount at the time of the loan. And the amount, but, but strictly speaking, some currencies are more practical, more tradable than other currencies. They also had that certain coins in circulation were more uh, tradable, maybe the ones that were... You know, very often when a new king came in, he'd ban the coins or something like that, or if he conquered, he'd ban the coins. So different coins had different tradability, similar to, I guess, dollars versus other currencies. Um, and therefore, it can still be a benefit. But again, Shaila, I borrow your bicycle and I give back you, I give you back your bicycle. I borrow uh, um, some, uh, I need a vacuum cleaner. I borrow, borrow your vacuum cleaner and I give back your vacuum cleaner. What hanor are you getting from me borrowing it? So Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, Kelgon Shenodra Hanor Zemize. The case must be where they vowed hanor from each other. Ah, so what? I said the seller is not allowed to get benefit from the buyer, and the buyer is not allowed to get benefit from the seller. The Ram then asks, what's the obvious question on that? If they're not allowed to get benefit from each other, that's where you can't borrow or lend or sell or buy. What's the, so the Ran asks, he says, but then what's the Mishnah teaching? <coughs> Obviously, if I've got a nether, I can't get benefit from you, and you've got a nether that you can't get benefit from me, then regardless of who's taken the nether, but if there is such a nether on each of us, well then obviously I can't buy from you, or sell to you, or borrow your item. Because one of us is getting benefit, but that's so obvious. What's he teaching? So the Ran points out very interesting. He says, it's to highlight that the halacha is like Rabbi Lezer. I don't know if you remember going back, uh, it's actually about 10 daf. 
Daplamid Bay is the concept of vitar. There's certain things that people just don't care about. Like, you know, when, I, when, when you go to the shop and they pack it nicely, when the shopkeeper's uh, packaging it in a nice box with the good uh, sturdy rope or whatever he's using to package the goods, he's vitter that, he weighs it, he gives it away for nothing. Or we discuss, you know, you buy a whole box of apples and they're throwing two for, uh, two for good work. It's stuff that people don't care about, that's vitter. And the Chachomim holds, well, that doesn't count as Hanor. Something that he doesn't care about, that he'll do for anyone, doesn't count as Hanor, which Rebbe Lezer said, no, that is still a Hanor. So our mission is teaching us that, like, you know, sales or borrowing items, which no one really cares about. Yeah, with pleasure, just, uh, you know, I just need it for next week's Shabbos or whatever. That doesn't... Uh, um, they vow Hanor from each other. So that's the one possibility, and that's the chidush there, is that it's to tell us we pass it in like Rebbe Eliezer and Vitur. There's or Abaya, Omar Abaya says, no, he says, Gzaira lishol mishum lahashil v'chein v'kulu gzaira. No, it's a gzaira, you're not allowed to borrow because you might come to lend, and so too with all of them, it's a gzaira. I say, strictly speaking, strict, strictly speaking, and this makes a lot of sense, if you're not allowed to get benefit from me, I can borrow from me, from you. If you're not allowed to get benefit from me, I can sell to you. Again, Zvina Kharif depends if it's hard or not, but I can trade with you. The danger, the concern is, well, if, we, if I start borrowing from you, I'm very quickly going to come to lend to you. And that would be Osur, and that's why the Mishnah says you're not allowed to do either. Again, Zaira, that you might come to do the other one. Okay, next Mishnah. Omar Lo The one guy says to his friend, can I borrow your cow? And Omar La Aina Pnuya says, I'm really sorry, it's not available. I need it, uh, I need it this week. There's Omar, so in, uh, it sounds like in uh, anger, he says, Omar Koinem Sodai Sha'ani Forishbo. I will I take a neder that I will not plow my field with it. I will never plow my field with it. So that's, again, if you're going with my cases out of anger, and he's like, you know what, keep your oxen, I'm never ever going to plow my field with it anyway. Take a neder, I'm not going to. Um, you could explain the cases. Actually, what he's doing is he says, "Can I borrow your cow to plowing?" And I'm look, my cow's a bit worn down. It's had a rough uh, harvest, and uh, it's worn down. You can't use it for plowing. But so you say, "No, no, I don't want it for plowing." And I take the coin that I won't use my field to plow with it forever. It's um, I'll, I need it just to help transport or something like that. So again, but either way, the person takes a netter that he will not plow his field with that cow. It says, if he, were, if he used to plow his own fields, then he's not allowed to plow his field, but someone else is allowed to plow his field with that cow. Very interesting. Again, if I come along and I say, if you think this turns a little bit ambiguous, if I say, I take a netter, I will not plow my field with your ox. Am I going... I will not, I, but anyone else can. Or am I saying, my field won't be plowed with your ox? When I say, I won't, I won't let it be used in my field for plowing. So if he's someone who normally plows by himself, I, he's the one who stands in the field and directs the oxen, etc., then you can say that he means himself, and the, the net is not on anyone else using that cow to plow the field. But if he doesn't, plow his own field, 
who and then everyone is not allowed to use a plow because obviously he doesn't mean literally I won't plow but someone else wants he just means I won't use it for plowing so that's a, just a subtle difference in um, game based on the person who took the netter what's his lifestyle to work out what he means in the netter okay, next case what do you do uh, yeah, second, this mission is basically broken into three. So this is the second part of the Mishnah. If someone takes a neder from their friend, and he doesn't have what to eat, what can the other guy do? So what's the case here? Poor Ruva is not allowed to get benefit from me. But I see that he's starving, and I want to help him. How can I help him? I can't give him money, I can't give him food. Because there's a nether you can't get benefit. What can I do? Interesting enough, the Rosh and others point out that it actually doesn't really make a difference whether he's hungry or not, whether he has food or not. The concept would apply even if he has loads of food and I want to give him food or give him something else, how would I give it? The reason it says he doesn't have food is why would this guy that I have a nether against I want to help? Why would I want to help? It must be there's a pressing issue that I, this guy that I have a nether against I want to help. But uh, either way, so what can he do? So now notice we're going to give three levels of uh, each one more problematic than the next. But let's start with the first one. It says, You go to the shopkeeper and you say, So and so has a letter that he can't get benefit from me. I don't know what to do. So you kind of hint hint to the shopkeeper how we're going to make this work. So what does who knows that law? The shopkeeper gives the guy the food, the the one who's the subject of the nether, who's hungry. And then the shopkeeper comes and takes money from this one. <coughs> I'll explain why that's okay shortly. Let's just read the next case because it's basically the exact same. It says, Oh, your base Illinois, he needed uh, renovations done in his house. God relitor, his fence rebuilt up. So Deo Litor, someone to plow his field. So this guy again, that's my friend who's not allowed to get benefit from me, needs help, needs uh, some renovations, needs some repairs done on his house. Or needs. So what do I do? I go to workers and I say, Ish I say, Ah, so and so needs some work done and I don't know how to help him. What can I do for him? So the workers go and help him, work for him. And then they come back to me and they can take this car. Oh, we'll come, so, so, yeah, um, before we get there, the, uh, just in regards to a neder. So what's happening here? Firstly, why is it not benefit? Why, when I go to the shopkeeper, let's just focus on the shopkeeper case, because that's the first one, but it's either way. I go to the shopkeeper and I say, look, I don't know what to do. My friend needs food and he can't get benefit from me. So the shopkeeper says, I don't worry. He goes, he makes a huge delivery, and then he comes to me and he sends, gives me the invoice. So why is that not giving him benefit? So they explain very interestingly. Again, it's not ideal, because it looks like you messing around with the dorm. But... Uh, we'll see it's not nearly as bad as the coming up, as the case is coming up. But then he says, since I'm not indebted to the shopkeeper, I just say to the shopkeeper, I don't know what to do. And the shopkeeper of his own volition, again, he's basing it off my hint. He goes and he provides it with food. What happens when the shopkeeper comes to the invoice and I say, I didn't ask you to. The shopkeeper can't sue me. 
Because all I said is, I don't know what to do about uh, poor Ruvain who's starving. And the shopkeeper, you know, did his own thing. Obviously, I should pay him. And that's the case here, is the shopkeeper's trusting me to pay him back. But he can't sue me in Bayesian. I say, he's not acting on my behalf. He's not Mashaliyah. If he was Mashaliyah, it would be a problem. He's basically acting on his own volition, and then I'm reimbursing him after. So that's why it works again. By the fact that, the, I think, this is, I understand that the clearest way to look on it, is by the fact that the shopkeeper can't demand payment from me. He's, I'm not obligated to pay him, because all I said is, I don't know what to do about Ruvay. And he went and gave him the food parcel. That's not uh, my problem any. That's not my problem anymore. Um, and therefore, even though I am going to pay the shopkeeper, and even though I do pay the shopkeeper, it's not the Hanor's not. Uh, it's, he's not doing it on my behalf, and the Hanor's not. It's not considered giving Hanor to the person who wasn't allowed to get benefit. Hinting on Chabas to Anandu is a whole different uh, ballgame. There, the problem is, pardon? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're saying. It's as long as you don't ask him to, then he's not your agent anymore. Maybe that is part of the leniency of hinting. Maybe that is. To be honest, I haven't looked into those halachas in quite a long time, and they're quite complex. I don't want to make any him. But uh, there's, 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 there could also be an independent problem almost of getting benefit from an act done by a non-Jew for you. And even if he's not acting on behalf, if it's done for you, you're not allowed to get benefit from his malafa. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a very good uh, point that you're saying it's not your action anymore. He's not your shliach. I mean, interesting enough, there's, there's why aren't you allowed to, or I just, it reminded me, why aren't you allowed to ask an aunt you to do a favor for you on Shabbos? Uh, switch, on, switch on the lights, uh, um, make your coffee, boil the kettle for coffee. Why aren't you allowed to? So if I remember correctly, it's, it's, it's uh, Makhlok is showing him what the reason is. But one of the opinions is because he's acting as your shliach. Okay. The difficult, excuse me, the difficulty with that is, can a non, in technically in Allah, can a non-Jew be a shliach? But okay, maybe that's what's only in the Sutra for him to do it for you. Because Sutra are not going strict and saying, yes, he can be a shliach to go strict, and therefore he's not allowed to. Um, I'll pass him a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, don't, don't tell us on that's uh, being recorded. Don't tell us. <laughs> um, I'll tell you after. I know we're lenient to. Uh, <laughs> um, we're lenient, like, you know, with switching off, because switching off is not a tangible benefit. It's almost viewed as an absence of benefits. So you leave the light on in your room. That's You know, you've got a light on in your room and you can't sleep. So, there to ask. Uh, Non-Jew would be uh, would be fine. I also don't remember clearly when you're allowed to ask directly or when you have to hint. You do to revise that. South Africa, especially, they're very, very practical. These halachas um, and in load shedding, doubly as practical. It says Now the third part of the Mishnah, as I said, this is taking the same predicament that the person is, as we just mentioned, but to the next. Adding in a complication, it says, "Hoyu mahalchem b'derek ba'ino mayofel." They're traveling on the way, and the guy doesn't have what to eat. So now, what do I do? My poor friend, he's starving. He has a neder; he's not allowed to get benefit from me. What do I do? And he says, "Noisein le'echod shumatona." You give it as a gift to someone else. Vahalo oimer, and the other one says, "Vahalo mutarbo." And now he's allowed to give it as a gift to the guy who can't get benefit. 
third um, next scenario says what what happens if there's no one else it's just me and the guy who's not allowed to get benefit from me says Geder, I place it on a stone or on a fence. I say, I declare it hefker to whoever wants it. And the other one comes, takes it, and eats it. For puts it in this case. Now these last two cases are much more dicey. The second one, if you notice, not as problematic as the third one, but the the, the well the first case. Yeah, but by second, I mean the first case was. My poor friend needs food, so I go to the shopkeeper, etc. The second case, I'm saying traveling, I give it to someone else, and he gives it to the guy who needs it. And then the third case is I just make it, I put it down, declare it healthcare. Now, the first one is the best, because there, I'm actually not giving him anything. There's no matana, it was never mine. The stuff in the shop was never mine. It's the shopkeeper going ahead and giving my item. You're right, I'm instigating it, but nothing more than that. The second case is, is my food that's going to you, that's then going to him. Very, it looks like I'm giving him a gift. It looks like it. It doesn't look like, uh, but at least there's the intermediary. At least I'm giving it to someone else, and then they go and give it to him. And then the third case, which is the most uh, problematic, is, uh, is if I, there's no one else to give it to, so what do I do? I put it down and I say, it's hefke. That's like, really? Is that not giving him a gift? No, it's me and you. We're on the we're on the highway in the middle of nowhere, and I say, this uh, sandwich is hefker. You come along and take a sandwich. Is that uh, so? That's why. Again, so firstly, these last two cases, the commentaries point out, are only where there's a great need, where there's duress. The first case, as I pointed out, according to the Rosh. I think it was the Rosh Atosos, probably both of them, they said, you can do it with Hatzil. It doesn't have to be a hungry person, it can be a wealthy person, just a way of helping someone, you can do it. These last two cases, you can only do it as a great need. And obviously this third case is that, um, is really only where it's the last resort. And again, while Chazal lenient here, we should say, no, do not allow it. So you say, no, Chazal are lenient here, because, um, Oh, because there's nothing else to do. The poor guy's starving in the middle of nowhere. What do you do? So that's why we lean in those two cases, but you wouldn't learn to it. I just realized on the last piece, I wanted to bring it in for... Uh, let's finish the daf and then we'll see if we have time uh, for the last, for something else. Okay. It was on the previous uh, Gomorrah, that's why, before we started the Mishnah, that's why I, I'll leave it to forget that. Um, so now the Gomorrah says, Omer my time with Rabbi Yossi, what's the reason of Rabbi Yossi? Why does Rabbi Yossi say it's Osir? I, I put the item down and I say it's Hefker, and the guy who's not allowed to get benefit from me comes and takes it. So the Chachorim says it's Mutar, Rabbi Yossi says it's Osir. So listen to this amazing idea in Hefker. It says, Kosovo, Hefker, Matona. He holds that Hefker is like Matona. What's that? Ma Matona ad de Isibushusa, Nosa Nushus Makabel, ad Hefker, ad the Isis. Just as a matana only takes effect when the receiver gets it, when he does a kinyan on it, so to hefker only leaves 
the person is making it have good jurisdiction when it comes into the third party's hand. Hey, amazing way of looking at have So a gift. I say, oh, I want to give Gavin a gift. Until I've actually given it to you, I can retract. I don't have to go through with it. Once it's arrived at you, then you do a Kenyan, it's yours. And so too with healthcare. I put my phone down and I say, my phone's healthcare. It's still considered mine until the person comes, whoever, whoever it is, it's healthcare, so anyone can take it, whoever it is, comes and takes it. Which is, um, unlike the Rabbonon of the Mishnah, they hold no. When you declare something healthcare, it leaves, it leaves your ownership, your domain, immediately. And it is ownerless. Um, yeah, uh, interesting. If you if you think about it, what's quite um, let's think how to phrase it. Well, let's see how we learn. This is how Rabbi Yosi explains Rabbi Yosi. Again, so that healthcare, it's when I make something healthcare, it's mine until someone else acquires it. This would be a problem with declaring your chometz healthcare. It's a discussion. It's Mafloikes. If I remember correctly, it's Mafloikes Toitzos and Ramban, and we say do bitul chometz. How does it work? What's the mechanisms? You know, I have a, I have a whole school of comets and I say in my mind, I consider the comets like dust, and now all of a sudden I can, uh, I, I don't transgress owning comets. So again, if you're understanding it like this, you run into a lot of trouble because it's still considered my comets until it's taken by someone else. Yeah, I assume that's why you didn't like Rebbe. One of the, what is that, that's one of the reasons you didn't like reviews. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing to think about how it works. As I said, uh, when we get to Psochim, what's that, about five years? Seven years. <laughs> Six years. We'll get to do it again. Right. Um, so that would be, uh, that would just be a, inter- a highlighting of the distinction in does it leave your property straight away or does it think? Again, we're not saying that Bittu doesn't work, it's just what's the mechanism of Bittu Bahamut. Is it different? Is it making it healthcare or is it different to healthcare? One of the questions would be if it's making it healthcare, does it work according to this way of looking at it? Um, I don't know, we'll see by the end of the sugya. I don't even know if this stands according to anyone, but that's where we're holding at the moment. So it's a. Yeah, so. Okay, so carrying on, so it's Mosiv Rebbe Abba, Rebbe Abba challenged this. He says, This is a Bryson that's, again, elaborating on our Mishnah. So it's the same case. Um, so the other one comes and takes it and eats it. Oh, you put it down and declare it hefker according to Rabbonin, and the other one comes and takes it and eats it. Rebbe Yosi, Oisin, Rebbe Yosi said it's forbidden. Oma Rebbe Yosi, Mosai, when is this? Bizman Shenidro, Kiro. This is where he made the netter before it was hefker. In the case we discussed, someone makes a netter against getting benefit from his friend, his friend puts something down and says it's hefker, Rebbe Yosi says he's not allowed to take it. Aval Imoyo hefker, Koidem Nidro. But if he made it hefker before the netter, then he is allowed to come and take it. Now, what difference, before we see the Gomorrah's line on this, what difference does it make whether it's Hefker before or after he makes a netter? You would say that because, remember, the netter can only fall on something that he owns. But according to what we've just said, he does owe, whether or not he made it Hefker, even if he made it Hefker, he owns it until someone else comes and takes it. So that when it says, if you say it remains in the jurisdiction of the original owner until it comes into the reshus of the one who acquires it, well then, 
Hefkir What difference does it make if the netter is before the hefkir or the hefkir is before the netter? Yeah, you look disturbed, you got it. No, no, I got oh. that, but it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. That the question makes sense. The question so, makes sense. So, so again, it's remember, you can only take a netter on something you own. If you say that the when someone makes something hefker, it's still his until another person comes and takes it. It's interesting. All he's really saying then is, I hold this, I say, who would like this? And someone walks up to me and says, me, please, and I give it to them as a gift. That's how we say Hefker. That's, uh, that's how Hefker works. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether I leave it anywhere or whatever. That's how Hefker works. Um, but again, the net, according to Rebbe so Yossi, the net should take effect on an item that's Hefker, that hasn't yet been acquired. So the Gemara says, points out, no, it says, Who Moisib Lava, who Mashnilo? It was Rebbe Abba who asked this challenge, and Rebbe Abba comes along with the answer. He says, Kala Noider and Gatal Masha Hefker. No. When you take a neder, your mind does not include what you've declared hefker. You're right, you still own it. Again, the sandwich I put down and I say, I take a neder that, 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 I put down the sandwich and I say it's, well, and I put down the sandwich and I say it's hefker. You're right, technically I own it. But when I say I take a neder that you're not allowed to get benefit from me, I'm not including items that are hefker. It makes sense because, again, I'm only I'm thinking of stuff that I consider mine. Something I've made hefke, granted it is mine, I don't consider it mine, so why would my netter include that? And now Mosev Rova Rova challenges us. Basically, we're going to prove that um, his, when someone takes a stum netter, their mind is on everything that is theirs, even if it's, even if you would expect it to be out of their issues. And Rova's built on a little bit of a tricky case, but the discussion in Baba Basra is a Magnus Shkivmara. So let's just go over some of the halachas of Magnus Shkivmara to make understanding Robert's challenge much better. But just to get clear where we're holding in the sugi at the moment, Rebbe Abba's made this distinction that when a person granted, again, it's all to explain Rebbe Yosi, yeah. granted hefker, it still belongs to the original owner until the second person comes and takes it. When I take a neder on you getting benefit from my property, I'm not including in my mind things that I've already declared hefker. So they are mine, but that's Rebbe Abbas, and Robert's going to challenge it. Again, from this case of Manashimura. Now, Manashimura is when a, you have a deathly ill person. Generally, to give a gift, you need to perform a kinyan. But Chazal came along and said, you have someone gravely ill, you don't want to stress them with the anxiety of, are we going to get to perform a kinyan or fill out all the documentation before I die? And that anxiety will be it's detrimental to his health. So what do they say? What he says goes. But there are a few conditions. If he just gives, generally if he just says, unless he specifies, obviously if he specifies a different one, he just says, I want to give, and he says a few things to someone. That's not considered a matmashimera. And it's only where he once says, I give away all my property. Interesting. Huh? If I say, so if he says, I give a few things to so-and-so, that's not a matmashimera. Whereas if he says, I give all my property away to so-and-so, then it is taken as a matmashimera. Again, unless specified otherwise. And if he would say, I give all my property to, and he names two people, well, that counts as giving away all his property, and he means, uh, he means, uh, and, and it would be a Matnashimera. What's the major difference between a Matnashimera and if it's not a Matnashimera? Assuming that a Kenyan was done. Because if a Kenyan wasn't done, the discussion doesn't get off the ground of what's the difference between a Matnashimera and a regular Matana. What's a major difference is if the person recovers. Yeah. 
if you give the person it as a regular gift and he performs a kinyan, well then it's 100% his, no matter what happens to the sick person. If, however, he gives it as a matnashimera, that's almost on tonight that, look, I can see I'm going to die. That's what the person says. They see they're going to die. And they want to give the property away in a certain way, so they give it as a matnashimera. If they recover, the gift is cancelled. So that's the, those are the key halachas for this. And now we're going to go into a permutation. Mitzos on the Rishon. The the ill person, says, I give away some of my property to Ruvain. The Kulan Lashani, he then retracts and says, I give everything, including what I originally said, to the second person. Um, now, at the moment, it's a little bit unclear. What's he saying? But basically, without getting bogged down in it, we, um, we're, going to, we're going to say that what he did is he said, I want to give some of it to the Rishon, which is not a Matneshimera. Then he changes his mind and he says, I want to give everything, including what I already tried to give to Ruben, to Shimon, which is a Matneshimera. And that's why it says, Rishon, Kona, Shani, Lokona. Seems if the Shkiv Meirah covers, the first gift stands, the second gift does not stand. Again, as I pointed out, because the Ma'na Shkiv Meirah doesn't, um, doesn't, the Ma'na Shkiv is undone if the person recovers. Now, just before we go further, I'm not going to do it now, but that's, um, a lot, a big part of the discussion on this stuff is how do we know? Why can't you say when he said mitzas on the rishon, he's saying and the remains to the second person? Why do we say that he's retracting on the gift? That he's trying to retract on the gift he gave the first person and give it to the second person, but the rishonim grapple with that and prove that it's as I've said um, again that he says I want to give some of it to Ruvain. That's not a manishimero because it's only some of his property. Then he says actually, actually. And it's not, actually, I want to give all of it to Shimon. And it's not a case where he says, I want to give some to Ruben and the remains to Shimon, because then together that's a month to Shimon. So again, it's, as I've said, he gives some to Ruben, changes it as a regular gift, changes his mind, says, wait, actually, I want to give it all to Shimon. The first one acquires it, even when he recovers, and the second one does not. But now, when he said... This is, this is the important point for us now. How does this, how is this a challenge on what we said? Because remember we said Hefker and the gift have the same mechanism basically. Or at least to a degree they have the same mechanism. So the... So when he has says about his gift, he says I want to give all of it to Shimon, we say his mind is also on the gift that he's already given to Ruvain but hasn't yet reached Ruvain. See, his mind is on something that he said is out of his jurisdiction. And then so too with Hefker. So when someone says, all my property is also to Ruvain, he's included the part of his property that he's made Hefker. It just hasn't left his jurisdiction. 
So that's robber. So Elo So now that that's now we don't understand. So, so now we're stuck with how to understand Rabbi Yossi. Again, Rabbi Yossi clearly makes a distinction between before or after Hefker, and we've undermined what that we don't have a reason to make such a distinction if we learn Hefker like Rabbi Yochanan explained Hefker. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan explained Hefker that it, he said, well, Rabbi Yochanan said that Rabbi Yossi holds. Maybe someone else does hold like this. I don't think it's, it's not wrong. It just can't be Rabbi Yossi because Rabbi Yossi made the distinction before or after Hefker. He then ta- he takes the netter, which again, just to get this clear, if it's, it should make no difference how Rabbi Yochanan explained, explained it. And we've just proven that. So that can't be hard to explain Rabbi Yochanan. So Elah, my Rava, rather Rava explains, Hainu Taimet the Rebbe. The reason behind Rebbe, sorry, Hainu Taimet Rebbe Yossi, the reason behind Rebbe Yossi is, Gzairu Mishum Matnas Ben Chorin. It's Gzairu that he might come, Beis Choron. He might be doing it like the gift of Beis Choron. I, when a person puts down an item and says, it's Hefker, it's Hefker, you take it, you take it. That's, I mean, that's what he's doing in this journey. Yeah. Hefker, you take it. We worry that his mom's not sincere. What's the story of Matnas Beis Choron? Basically, a guy had a letter that his father couldn't get any benefit from him. Then he was making a wedding for his son. So he wants his father to be at his grandson's wedding. But he's not allowed to come, he's not allowed to come into the wedding hall, the, the courtyard where they're having the wedding that belongs to him. He's not allowed to eat from any of the food. You can't come to the wedding. So what does he do? He says to his friend, he said to his friend, here's a... Uh, I'm giving you the whole, the courtyard, the wedding feast, everything, I'm giving it to you as a gift. So that my father can come and celebrate his grandson's wedding. What, is that, what did that guy do? Again, in the story, it's, it's later on in the sector. He said, oh, if it's all mine, I declare it all donated to the Besamita. So what did the, the guy in panic say? No, 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 I didn't give it to you for, for give, to give it to the temple. I gave it to you so my father could come to the wedding. But what's he just highlighted? He wasn't giving it away. Yeah. Who's really just doing it as a trick to technically not be so caught up in a Yeah. You don't give your dog away to the maids so that you can take it back to the township. You give the dog to the maids just so that you can feed it. So, okay, I mean, that's uh, can go into how that's working and stuff, but yeah, you've got to be careful that it's sincere. Yeah. Um, I mean, interesting, you can say someone asked me on Shabbos, um, what, what was the exact question? It wasn't exactly like this, but it's basically if Bittel works, I'm, I'm phrasing it more how the Gomorrah phrase up, if Bittel works, why do you still have to get rid of all your chomets? Yeah. If once you start to clear all the stuff in my house, um, ownerless and dust and have go, why do you still have to go and burn it all and sell it on? You know? So, the, 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 I mean, they give different answers, but I asked the guy, I said, Okay, fine. So your box of all bread, you're more than happy to go put on the pavement because it's Hefka. What about all the whiskey in your cupboard? Do you feel the same way about that? So again, it's not sincere. I think that's the, the issue here is it's clearly not sincere. So Rabbi Yossi says, in such a scenario, it's so direct, so clear, that he's basically doing it just to get out of the issue of a netter. Well, then it's not a sincere gift. It's not a sincere Hefka, and it doesn't work. And we'll leave it there for today.